Five Friends, you're listening to Autism and Us with me, Maisie. My five-year-old son was diagnosed with autism a year ago. And if I'm honest, I didn't know anything about autism. Oh wait, I'd seen Rain Man in the 80s. At the beginning, I felt devastated, isolated and afraid. Diagnosis day, the darkest of my life. It wasn't the masses of written information I was given that helped me. It was sharing stories with other Spectrum parents I met along the way, giving me tips and advice, and most importantly, made me feel like I'm not alone. I am no expert and don't claim to be. I'm a parent at the start of my journey. Each episode, I will be talking to a parent or a close family member of someone with autism, and they will share their story from the early years to diagnosis to present day. Welcome to Autism and Us. Today, I'm joined by Henry Normal. Henry is a comedian, writer, poet, and TV producer. Henry talks to me about his new book, A Normal Family, Everyday Adventures with Our Autistic Son, which tells the story of his and his wife's journey of raising their son, Johnny. Hello, Henry. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast, no Autism worries. and Us. Um, and before we start, I just wanted to be um, a little bit of a fangirl, because obviously I have a background in TV. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, listening to this, I just wanted to read a little bit about what you've done. Well, as long as it's short. It is really short. <laughs> it's really short. So um, you're a writer, poet and TV and film producer. Yeah. Uh, you set up Baby Cow Productions in 1999, um, whose output includes shows like The Mighty Boosh, uh, Red Dwarf and Alan Partridge. Yeah, Gavin and Stacey is probably the best known. Gavin and Stacey, yeah. big, big fans. Um, you co-created and co-wrote the first series of The Royal Family. And you're the founder of the Manchester Poetry Festival, now called the Literature Festival, and co-founder of the Nottingham Poetry Festival. That's wow. right. That's right, yeah. No, uh, You've uh, fit a lot in a uh, short amount of time. I, I, yeah, I get quite bored. So you've, <laughs> yeah. you've got to keep moving. And you've got to pay the bills as well. So you've got to, you've got to do something. Yeah. So I want to start from the beginning, really. Um, so can you tell me a bit about um, your life before you had your son, Johnny? Uh, well, I was born in Nottingham, uh, in uh, what I now find out uh, were the slums. I, I, at the time, I didn't think there were slums. It's the St. Anne's. Um, but I met uh, Stephen Frears uh, on Philomena, uh, which, which I was a producer on. And uh, he lived in St. Anne's in Nottingham, and he's a few years older than me. And he made a, um, a documentary when I was 13. And uh, I watched this documentary, and uh, it, it's like, um, even though it's 1969, uh, it's like the 1930s uh, in St Anne's and uh, it's sort of, uh, I suppose in a modern equivalent, you'd think of Bosnia at the height of the Yugoslavian war. Mm. It had that sort of feel to it, but all sort of uh, black and white and everything. Uh, you know, uh, lots of handmade clothes and uh, and yet, for me, uh, because all the houses were kept spotlessly clean and people used to scrub the steps and everything, um, that seemed like the world. And, and when people talk about it now, it, you know, because they were bombed out buildings and things, uh, it, people think that this is your great granddad's generation. Yeah. But but yeah, I say it was it was me as a kid. So that was quite a nice ground in in community, I think, uh, because uh, everybody up and down the road was your auntie and uncle, uh, and there was a, a sense of um, uh, there was a sense of community. You yeah, played out on that. the streets, and it was. Uh, and uh, well, yeah, and uh, on bonfire uh, night, you'd have a bonfire in the middle of the road when you were allowed in them days. And everybody up and down the road would um, would bring out their um, uh, sort of fireworks on their front step. 
and all the kids would go around to all the different dads and all the different dads would show off with the, with the, with the fireworks. <laughs> and there was, there was really a sense of our street uh, yeah. to it, which was great. So, um, so that, that was, they, they knocked uh, the St. Anne's down in the 60s and they moved us to a council estate. So uh, then I became a council estate kid, which obviously paid off later um, when we wrote The Royal Family, which is, uh, you know, a family based on a council estate. Yeah. And so, did you, at school, did you enjoy, what were like your favourite subjects? Like, did you always know that writing, I mean, did anyone in your family really love writing books and well, strangely enough my, my my dad was a drummer and my elder brother uh, was a singer songwriter but i have no musical talent whatsoever right i would have loved to have been uh, a rock star or something like that but that, that was never going to happen um but uh, no at school I, I, maths was my best because i'm a little bit autistic I, um uh, patterns are the thing so maths was my best subject and i, I got um a gc grade one in maths whereas english i just scraped in on english because um, uh, I'm not a very good speller, and I, I think my grammar's that good. But I'm I'm good at um, patterns, and comedy's about patterns. Uh, a lot of comedy. So so uh, and and uh, dialogue, you don't have to spell, and you don't have to uh, worry about grammar so much because you're just picking up the patterns of people's speech. Yeah, I often think that like the the gaps you leave between, or the you know when you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the rhythm of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the there, there's, of a, it. there's a musicality in in uh, in speech and musicality in comedy for for certain. Um, but but as I say, I, I put that down to understanding patterns. Yeah. So um, now, when I was eleven, my mum died in a car crash. So I've got three sisters, uh, elder and two younger, <coughs> and I, I had an elder brother who's who's now dead. Uh, um, so at the age of uh, eleven. Uh, that was quite a thing. And I was yeah. quite gregarious before that. And then I, I became very withdrawn. And that's when I started reading poetry and uh, uh, reading lots of comedy scripts like Monty Python and uh, uh, Morecambe and Wise and, and things like that. But I read a book by Spike Milligan. I read all his books. And he brought out, uh, when I was about 14, he brought out uh, a serious poetry book. And I didn't know it was a serious poetry book. I bought it because it was Spike Milligan. And it was called uh, Small Dreams of a Scorpion. And because uh, he'd made me laugh so much, I mean, crying laughter. The fact that he, he made me cry in that book, um, I, I thought that was such a brilliant thing that you could have somebody that would make you really laugh and, and really cry. Um, so in, in a way, that's what I've been striving for in, in my writing career is that idea that that you can have the two sides, you know, both the, the joy and, and, and the pain. I think I was very withdrawn uh, after my mum died mm. uh, and I lived in this world of books and uh, and uh, probably some sort of image in my head of uh, a world beyond um, the council estate um, that was somehow in vaudeville. Uh, um, uh, I say vaudeville rather than uh, British musical. There was a sort of a classlessness to, to vaudeville that you got the Marx Brothers and people like that, mm. and they became kings of the world, even though they, they were all brought up in slums. Yeah, and and so I, I sort of I thought that was such a great world to be in, and far better than the drab nineteen seventies council estate that, that I was in, uh, which with the skinheads and, and the grebos, um it didn't seem like um you know a, a glamorous world at all 
I think my mum was quite uh, um, uh, gregarious and, and quite um, ambitious. Uh, she uh, she had a, a fruit and veg business when I was a, a kid, uh, and she'd worked it from nothing to have two vans and a warehouse and and probably if she'd have lived I, I'd have been the uh, head of Asda be now uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I got a job in an insurance brokers oh yeah uh, um, which was a nice and safe job and so because uh, in those days you had to have a proper job and my dad says get, get a proper job and I didn't want to work at Raleigh because my dad worked at Raleigh for 40 years and my brother worked at Raleigh <laughs> and I'm not very good at that machinery stuff right. um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so I lived in this strange world of, uh, of being from a council state but actually working in uh, a, quite a prestigious uh, office right. uh, and I I, um, I I did that for a few years and they, they there was a, a a position of an office manager came in Hull so I, I took that now this is this is uh, the time of northern Seoul so everybody in yeah. Hull used to have those black um, long black coats and I, I was a bit of an hippie at the time although I, I became a punk whilst I was up in Hull because sure. I, I went to see Adam and the Ants uh, at uh, at a, um, a gig in Hull, and uh, I always remember um, there was a fire, uh, and uh, and the police and the, the fire brigade came along, and they tried to turf out all these uh, punks, and the punks were like with attitude, didn't want to be turfed out, which I I, I thought showed great. Uh, a rebellious attitude although uh, you know obviously they could have burned to death uh, the other music that came uh, at the time and I don't know if kids today are affected by music in the same way but uh, ska music came up uh, and uh, so is that know, madness or? yeah madness and and, uh, and 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 Elvis Costello and punk and and uh, talking heads and I got into all that and uh, I remember listening to too much too young and thinking well I'm about the same age as these people. I'm sort of in my early 20s. And everybody I spoke to, uh, as I was a manager of the insurance broker, were in their 50s. And I was thinking, I, I got me uh, my little uh, flat and, and I got me, uh, me knives in the knife bit and me forks in the fork bit and me spoon in the, And I thought... I've become old. You're too sorted. I, I'm too. I, I needed some anarchy. I needed to shuffle all the crockery up and 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 the cutlery and, Put and some become butts out on the side. Have some yeah. anarchy. Uh, so so I I I just walked away. I went to see. Uh, I tell you what it was. The the tipping point. I saw Animal House. I mean, I'm sure it's not a film that's changed most people's lives, but uh, um, it was so it was so much fun. Uh, Animal House. I know dodgy uh, nowadays uh, when you watch it, but um, it seems so much fun, and I wasn't having fun that I, I basically I, I said to myself, "I'm going to try and be a writer." And I saw uh, John Cooper Clark uh, reading to quite a young crowd in um, uh, in Sheffield, and I thought, "Well, I can read off a bit of paper." Um, and although I was quite shy. I thought, well, you, you've you're just reading off a bit of paper. Yeah. So, so I got up uh, one Christmas. Uh, I went to a writers' group and I got up and I read one poem, and people laughed. And I thought, well, that's it. That's me sorted. Um, and so I, I I pursued that with a vengeance, and I must have done about a thousand gigs. Wow. Uh, and I went up to Edinburgh. Uh, and um, I was spotted by um, the TV. It was Channel 4. They were looking for something with poetry in it, and I think they'd offered John Egley a programme, and John Egley had said no, and I was next on the list. So uh, I said, well, yes, I'll do it. What's the programme? And they said, well, we haven't got a programme. So I, I said, well, let's do the Muppets. 
uh, um, well, I'll be Kermit. We'll, you know, we'll film it in a uh, in a um, uh, a theatre, uh, and I wanted uh, all my mates in it. So I said, uh, I want Frank Skinner as uh, Gonzo, uh, and uh, and I wanted Linda Smith, uh, who was uh, Sheffield based, because it was all Northern acts, and um, they wouldn't have Linda Smith. Uh, they wanted Jenny Clear, uh, which in retrospect I think was good because she she was more cartoon Campbell Beauty. Uh, yeah. yeah, and um, uh, but I had Linda Smith as a, as a guest on the show, and Steve uh, did his first ever national TV in character as as my brother in, in in the show. I enjoyed it, but I found that my persona uh, was being by the producers was being um, narrowed. Uh, that I was becoming. Um, when you're doing a live gig, you uh, you can do slow things and fast things. You can do long things and short things. But on TV, they just want the fast, short things. So so it narrows you, you what, what you do. And uh, I felt um, I felt like uh, Bernie Winters, uh, which for the older people all uh, understand. In fact, I felt worse than Bernie. I felt like Schnorbitz. Uh, or, or possibly even worse, Mike Winters, uh, uh, who was the very unfunny one. I think, uh, I, think I had someone say the other day, I can't remember what it was, but it, someone said, when I'm on stage, when I'm on TV, someone else is my boss, but when I'm on stage, I'm my own boss. That's very true. And, and uh, so uh, certainly with the poetry I do now. And I'd met Angela by then, but we never kissed or anything like that. I just met her and I, I thought how nice she was. Um, and, and I remember being in a car and there was a love song on the radio. And I remember thinking, it's not the girl I'm living with that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Angela. So uh, I got my own flat and uh, and uh, I sort of tried to be as nice as possible to the girl. But just said, you know, I, I wish you well, but I know you don't love me and, and, and I, I don't love you yeah. in, in that way of soulmates. I think she uh, was still anchoring for for an old boyfriend and, you know, I, I hope she's had a, a good life uh, since because obviously a long time ago. Um, so so during that period when I was doing uh, Packet of Three, um, I suppose I was slightly off kilter. Uh, I wasn't grounded. Mm. Uh, there is something great about having uh, a life partner mm. that uh, is very securing that <clears throat> no matter what, is going off at work. You've you've got uh, you, you know got the security and yeah, uh, and it gives you confidence uh, uh, to try new things as well. So so I went to uh, uh, um, Angela was living in Brighton. She'd moved away from Manchester where I, I, I saw her uh, first. So I went down and I this is true. I drove down and knocked on a door uh, and said I was passing. Uh, and uh, um, luckily she. Um, she let me in. She let you in. She uh, is extremely beautiful. She's extremely beautiful, yeah. and uh, and um, all the way through, like a stick of rock. Uh, I mean, I, I, she's. I, I think we've had uh, uh, only two arguments in in uh, what twenty five years, um, because she she won't argue. She's so uh, positive, and she's got uh, um, she's got so many good qualities that. Um, I think I, I'd gone my type previously were very beautiful women who were very selfish and I was very selfish uh, uh, and very um, uh, immature. Uh, and and so that, that wasn't a good mix, really. Mm. Uh, and I think with Ange, she taught me to be uh, um, a team. Yeah. So, so that, that, was, that was great. Well, and, we'll uh, talk more about it, but in, the, in your book, A Normal Family, um, yeah. which is wonderful 
wonderful book. Um, yeah, I was like, I kind of want to be married to Angela. <laughs> she's she's really cool. Yeah, she is good, cool. She's back. She's a great mum, uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, I, I, in a way, she's changed, but she hasn't changed, as, as, as we all do, in, yeah. in that she's... Uh, um, I think she's always been uh, very grounded. Because the book is written by you and Angela, so yes. you each have a chapter each, almost, seems like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I wrote two-thirds of right. it, but, but uh, that's yeah, because uh, uh, I asked her to write it when we started off. Because uh, I said this is going to be the most important thing that uh, I ever write, and and uh, and I want to do it properly. And uh, we spent two years doing it, mm. and, and I said I want, and, and she said it's too painful. And I remember at the time. I mean, funnily enough, the, the the act of writing the book is quite cathartic in that now it doesn't feel as painful as it did. But at the at the time when we when we started it, and, uh, and we were asked to write it by uh, the publishers, um, I. I remember thinking, I don't know if I could do it, mm. but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try. Um, and I didn't know it was going to turn out uh, as it was, but Angela said she, she wouldn't. So I wrote for about a year and, um, and then I showed her what I'd written uh, and, um, and she agreed. I think she saw that it, that you, you could, put the pain in there but also the more everyday things and and i think she felt safer doing that than just concentrating on the pain yeah uh, and that you needed that balance because it was painful to start off with but it was um you know it's not painful now it's you know it's we've we've come to terms with uh, uh, things now and uh, life's better yeah. for johnny so so johnny is 20 now so so uh, you think back 18 years um uh, when uh, uh, johnny was first born uh, th- there was n- no thought whatsoever that he would have any difficulties well so when johnny was born where were you um in your career what so uh, um we just um i think we just uh, I'd, I'd written um uh, royal family and mrs merton and um uh so we'd i'd made a, a bit of money from doing that because uh, obviously tv's quite they did quite well quite lucrative uh so we were able to to, to buy this place although it looked very different when, when we bought it um uh and uh, and and to live in Brighton, which are obviously quite expensive. Um, so we I were writing the parole officer with uh, Steve uh, um, when Johnny was uh, 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 Johnny was being born, um, and uh, and then we started off uh, Baby Cow Productions, yeah. uh, which is a production company. So we eventually made over. Uh, 17 and a half year 450 television programs and 12 films including Philomena which won well it was nominated for four Oscars uh, uh, and uh, made over 150 million so not much so so so, uh, we were on uh, you know we were on track for uh, for doing well as a uh, as a TV although there'd been ups and downs with that but but certainly when Johnny was born as I say in in a way uh, I was feeling think, good about. I, I, the was th- I was feeling good about being able to do for him uh, um, and put him in a position that that would mean that 
he would have a good life. Mm. Uh, uh, um, uh, and so uh, the, the, the first sort of um, uh, deviation from, from that image yeah. in my head, which I say, well, at the moment he was born, uh, and I remember coming back and sitting, uh, I've got a, a camcorder uh, tape of this somewhere, sitting out uh, the, the front um, and, and saying to, to Johnny as a baby, you know, um, this is your house and... Yeah. It choked up now. No, um, I know, I know. And um, and saying, you know, that, that he uh, he would have a good life. Now, um, it's, it's it sounds weird talking about this, although Johnny doesn't have a good life. It's yeah. just it's a very different life. So, so the first inkling I had was, um, and and you only I only get this in retrospect, although the the sense of it was there, yeah. is that when he came uh, uh, in uh, um, into the house and, and uh, he was, was changing him and stuff like that, he didn't struggle at all uh, um, in the way that you expect babies to yeah, struggle. Yeah, because so, there was a bit, because obviously this, I'd like this podcast as well to kind of, you know, to help people understand this, the, the, the early signs. I guess yeah. every child is different. They're yeah. all different. Um, but yeah, that stuck in my mind, that bit in the book when you said there was, a, you'd never thought anything potentially was no, different no, but, but it, he struck he did struggle once and you and thought it, that's he's never I done like, that i like the fact that he's struggling yeah. i thought ah he's got his own will he's got his own agenda and i, I, I sort of like and it was it was so noticeable because he hadn't struggled yeah but it was really interesting in the book you said i kept it to myself because yeah. i thought is that even a thing and for some reason it did yeah. stick in your mind well, do you know i don't know i don't know why uh, I, I kept him to myself other than I didn't want to think there was a problem with him. Yeah, uh, and, and you I, wouldn't I, I didn't think want, that is a problem. I didn't want uh, to give Angela a, 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 a problem, and I didn't know whether it was a problem. But I, I was sort of, I, I sort of conscious that that seemed odd. And then uh, he wouldn't play with other kids. Um, but did he smile? And did he? Oh, you see, he smiled. He smiled. He smiled yeah, he smiled. He smiled, and 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 he had fun, and, and he cried, and and he did all the things that babies do. And then, as he started to become a, a, a toddler, there yeah. was a sort of sense. I mean, he he, he wouldn't give you eye contact uh, uh, um, uh, uh, after about. I think he did when when he was first a baby, but but then then it it it, it sort of seemed to vanish. And I think he, my memory is that is that he started saying words like "star" was his first word. Yeah. And he started saying words, and then it, it didn't seem to progress. Uh, uh, it seemed to to go back. So that was uh, um, I think we're talking around one uh, okay. uh, ish. And and so there was other signs at that time, as I say, not playing with other kids. But but it, it sort of I put that down to you uh, see Angela's uh, um, uh, quite a content sort of person. So I I put that down to a little bit of that. And and as I had oh, yeah. been solitary uh, at a time as as a kid. So I, I sort and of, especially at that age, you just think, well, they'll just yeah. I thought do it he was in their own cool. time. I thought he was dead cool. I thought he was like a teenager uh, as as a toddler, uh, and. Um, you know, uh, and then it became apparent that that it was you know we'd go to soft play, uh, uh, and and he wouldn't <sighs> do the same as the other kids mm. in soft play, and and so you'd think, uh, oh, he's he's not he's not got that instinctive 
understanding of, of of what it is to play. So you try everything. You so try uh, uh, think of every game that you've played with kids, from uh, board games to football to catch to um, to every. So we we we, we will try and, every game, yeah. and 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 I love playing uh, football. And uh, you know, the, one of my happiest memories was playing football with my dad on a on a, on a beach. Um, so the idea of being engaged with him. Uh, you know, in any game, um, the only thing he talked to was um, placing letters in order. So if you had an A to Z, he'd put the A to Z, you know, like a jigsaw. We, yeah. we had, uh, and, and he'd do that. And there were there were there were a few things like that that you know were obviously about systems uh, that um, that became apparent. And so so we'd get lots of jigsaws and we'd get lots of A to Zs, and we'd try to work with his interest um but it did seem quite quite narrow yeah. so did you and angela say like when he got a bit older too did you ever did you have the the a word come up no well no no not to, not to start off with uh, um uh, i think i mentioned in the book uh, that we we went to some friends of ours in london and um and johnny cried and we we just couldn't work out why he was crying and and I did the worst thing in the world in uh, I blamed Angela which you know yeah, was was awful uh, um it's probably the low point in my life I think that was we knew that there was something um over and above the ordinary going on uh, and and uh, I think um Ange, uh, obviously because I was at work Ange was uh, uh, very much uh, throughout the day having to cope with Johnny and, and uh, she tells me that um, and I think it's mentioned in, in the in the book that um, it was when she was she'd, she'd made uh, and we, I mean we uh, my parents uh, uh, God bless them were lovely but but I don't think they went to a lot of trouble and the amount of effort we put in to engage Johnny before we we knew and uh, and afterwards but but before we knew so so she'd do things like uh, in the garden she made uh, um, a shopping street so she she'd, she'd uh, she made uh, you know uh, uh, shops and you go to this shop and you buy toys and you go to this shop and you buy food and you go to the shop and you buy sweets uh, and and she'd made this in the, in the garden and and uh, any kid would have loved it you'd you'd think and Johnny wasn't interested mm. and I think uh, that was sort of a point where she went. But I've done everything I could possibly do, and I, I, I can't get an interest uh, out of him. And, and that was when uh, Angela's uh, uh, friend uh, Karen, who we're still, we're still friends with now, uh, said, um, you, "You need to go and uh, sort this out." So, so what uh, was the next so, step? Then, so like we went to the doctors and said, "We think there's something." Uh, uh, going on, uh, and they referred us to a place called um, the Gene yeah, yeah. Saunders, Gene right. Saunders uh, uh, Centre in in uh, in Brighton. And um, to me, I, I, it, even at this point, the word autism not been mentioned. Right? It was we're going to sort out, right. say, see, see what's wrong. So it was a Victorian building over towards Hove, uh, and we we took him, and I remember taking him and and leaving him. Now, of course, he's he's, he's only little at this point. He's sort of. Uh, uh, two and a half three uh, and and i'm leaving it so it sort of got the feel of um 
a, a bit of a rubbish uh, play centre in that it's not as brightly coloured and, and nice as a, yeah. as a play centre. And, and the, the, the people that he's playing with, you know, the adults, don't look as chummy. As, as you know, <laughs> so so I'm leaving it, and I, I'm not. I, I didn't like it. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't like uh, doing it. So, but, but I thought, all right. So I I don't know what happened there. I presume they tried to get him to play, and they they tried to play with him, and and then they made an assessment. So uh, um, so then we were called in, Angela and I, uh, and I always remember uh, it's it's such a change in our life yeah. uh, that we were called into the Gene Saunders Centre and. We went downstairs for the first time. We'd never been downstairs. So we went down into this cellar, and there's no windows. Uh, and there was just one woman. I had never seen this woman before. Uh, and she said uh, she'd give us a leaflet, and it was a leaflet for the National Autistic Society. And on the front, it had a crying child in a jigsaw. Uh, and that was the old logo. Uh, I think it was black and white it was. Mm. Uh, and and, it, and it, uh, it said autism on the front. And that's the first time autism for me had been mentioned for johnny and and she talked uh, if you've uh, 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 looked at the first page it said about the three um the triad of impairments as, as they call it and it said in big letters nice and bold incurable oh. i was not for six and i'm sure angela was now i say this as though it's all to do with me but i know I know it's all to do with Johnny. It's just I can't tell you what's going off in Johnny's head. Yeah. But I can tell you that point for me and fearing for Johnny and fearing for, for what he was. I thought, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. But it is a thing with autism. First of all, it's not you. It's your kid. Yeah. If it was you, in a way, you, 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 there's, there's sort of a more contained thought process. Well, it's a bit of a more control. And, and it's a little kid, so, mm. so you know, um, and, and it, in a way, you you sort of immediately lose that future that you thought of. Oh, yeah. uh, and that's the first thing uh, to come to terms with. And I, I remember distinctly, we came back into the house uh, and I went upstairs where we had a little room and we had a computer in it and I went on the computer and, and tapped in autism. Yeah. And um, I read about it and then Angela came up with a cup of tea and I was crying. Yeah. I think that's and, the first uh, thing I did as well. I, and I, and I, I said to Angela, I can't cope. Mm. And Angie was brilliant, really, because um, Angie didn't cry. Uh, she just said, "You can," and and uh, and that's sort of, in a way, you've got to get to the point where you make the decision that I can't cope. It's not good enough. Yeah, I. I so I got that on the first day. I can't cope. It's not good enough. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Yeah. So it's like uh, uh, this fight or flight thing. You've got to decide. Uh, are you, are you fighting yeah. or you're running? So then it's gearing up to fight. Um, I want to say fight. Uh, you're fighting for the best life for your child. Yeah. So uh, I read everything I could. Uh, um, now, working in television, I got every documentary that had ever been made about yeah. uh, uh, um, autism because... Up to that point, the only thing I'd seen, and of course I'd seen it prior to uh, to Johnny, was um, uh, Rain Man. Uh, 
Yeah. And I thought Rayman was a great film. I, I, I thought love it's a, that film. Uh, yeah, and I've seen it several times yeah. since, and, and it is a great film. But it's a film really about uh, the change, as, as often they are, in uh, Tom Cruise. He's horrible at the beginning, and uh, by... Um, uh, you know, caring for his brother, he, he becomes a nice person. And, and there's no change in uh, Dustin Hoffman's character. But you like Dustin Hoffman's character. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, uh, as a, an adult daughter, I, I like him. I, you know, yeah. I, uh, you know, I can see that it would be frustrating at times. Uh, um, and watching, since I had Charlie, I watched it again and I thought, okay, they covered the, the noise, the loud noise, yeah. the routines, yeah. the anxiety. But yeah, it is almost sort of like a textbook autistic yeah. person. No, and and uh, you know uh, he's obviously an individual. I've I've seen uh, a documentary about the the, the bloke it's based on, and uh, he, you know he's a, a interesting bloke. Uh, um, uh, so so I I got that in the back of my mind, but but that was an old bloke, Dustin Hoffman, and I got a two and a half year old kid who wasn't a savant. As as ninety nine percent of not, uh, of, of autistics thing. are, I know there's more savants in the autistic world than there are in the non uh, uh, autistic world, but it's still a small uh, percentage, and uh, you know, so it's it's slightly grating when people highlight savants. Oh yeah, uh, as, as it's uh, um, very grating when people highlight um, what's termed uh, um, eye functioning uh, uh, autistics when you know there is a lot and lot of um, uh, overlooked, uh, shall we say, or, or underexposed um, uh, worlds of, uh, of of the, uh, the people who aren't as high functioning yeah. uh, as as was Johnny. So jo- Johnny was. Uh, they said this strange word to it. Uh, um, I, I still now I can't get my head around it. They said he was um, mildly severe. That's such a strange phrase, isn't it? Mildly severe. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you think, if you're not thinking of Johnny, if you're thinking of anything else, uh, and you said, uh, you know, a curry was mildly severe. <laughs> I, I don't know what mildly severe is. I want severe or mild. Well, yeah, <laughs> in it's, my curry, it's, 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 it's bonkers, isn't it? So it's diagnosed, he's two and a half. Two and what, half. Do, what do the next well, ten so, years look so, like? So, so, so you're thinking about education. Uh, um, and I'd, I'd uh, you know, uh, I, you know, all the plans for his education uh, obviously had to uh, had to change. So uh, uh, we went to see lots of uh, places, and because uh, I got all these. Um, documentaries off the television i looked at uh, uh, aba I, I looked at all, all the different systems and there was a tape of the sunrise program and uh, the producer on this was jane root and jane root was the head of bbc2 and i worked with jane root a lot uh, and so i said to jane root i, I said uh, is is this kosher uh, 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 is this real because it's important to me uh, and she said yes she thought it was so on that um Sunrise documentary, and on the word of Jane Root, I uh, decided that we would go to America and we would suss it out. Now, we'd never been apart from Johnny for a day in his entire life, and so it was, it was, it was I think he must have been three uh, uh, at this point. 
So we took him with us. Now, you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to go on your own. And we took Angela's mum and dad, and they were in an hotel next to the Sunrise, uh, and Angie and I went into the Sunrise. And the, the way the Sunrise works is they teach the parents first. They get the parents' mm. head in the right place, mm. and then they get the parents to teach the kids. And in some way, do you know... <sighs> There's something quite nice about the fact that it's not up to doctors, it's up to you, because you're the most involved. You're, yeah. you're, you're, the, you're the keenest to, to make your child uh, the best it can be. Mm. Uh, and so, in a way, uh, uh, although the responsibility is overwhelming, there's, there's something great in the fact that we weren't having to sit back and just let other people do it yeah. so, so i went to this sunrise thing and, and i was dubious to start i thought they were a religious cult or something like that sunrise and, sounds a bit yeah sunrise and and when, when you're driving there it <laughs> looks it all looks a bit a, a little dodgy so i kept my phone in my hand right for the first few hours thinking if this is dodgy i'm phoning andrew uh, uh angie's dad are you gonna pick us up and yeah. we're out of here yeah. right and uh, we got to lunch and the food was nice so i just didn't care whether it was a cult or not uh, um and uh <laughs> and i realized they're american right so they're very in your face in in the way a lot of americans uh, are um but and and there was a little bit happy clappy in that sort of uh, new Christian sort of way. Yeah, that but, positive way yeah, that they are so positive. What they were saying to me, and I'm you know I, I'm a comedian by by trade, so so I'm I'm always slightly uh, cynical is the wrong word, but slightly looking for looking for the what what's wrong with things, uh, and. I, I couldn't uh, um, say there was anything wrong with the basic philosophy. So the basic philosophy was Johnny is in a place where he's in his world, and he was, and he, he was staring out the window, he was he was uh, totally wanted to be in it, and he didn't want to be in our world. Right? No matter how much you shout at him or anything, he's not going to be in our world. What you've got to do is you've got to go into his world, and you've got to be with him in his world, and then you've got to show him how great your world is yeah and entice him character entice him into in, into your world now as a logic that seemed great now it's far easier to say that than, <laughs> than, than, than to do it the first exercise they did and i, I looked around the room uh, and uh, i always remember it was so international right because i thought i didn't i didn't get the idea that that this was all around the world I don't know why. I, I, I you know, and, and we just never we were, think about it before. No, th there we were in our little bit of Brighton, uh, thinking that we were the only one we were a problem. Uh, and of course, the, the figures. I think in America, it's one in sixty-four at the moment. Mm. Uh, um, uh, and so, I mean, that and that's over, over the world. That's seventy million. That's 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 more than all the people in England, uh, Scotland, Wales. That's a huge amount of people, right? So. I got there, and so I looked, and I was sat next to a, a, an Indian woman, uh, and and there was a big, like black uh, um, football player, right, who couldn't be more different from me because I'm a sort of weedy white <laughs> lad, uh, and 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 I was thinking, I've got something in common with with, with these people, mm. and they did this exercise uh, where they. They said, uh, "Get a partner, and it can't be it can't be your um, uh, your your wife," uh, um, and they had to be their child for i think it was about two minutes uh, uh and then i had to be johnny for, for two minutes um and so it started off the this uh, indian woman uh, um was a daughter for two minutes and i had to cope with a uh, daughter and everything she said for two minutes whatever i said she'd say 
when's daddy coming out? Was that all she could say, the the girl, or was that...? Yeah, and, and, uh, uh, and but she'd say it in this question that, that you'd try and answer, and you couldn't answer it because th- there was no answer to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, whether or not it was it was a question or it was just a stem you know it was a, an arrangement of words that she liked um, knowing that woman is coping with that yeah and knowing that there's 70 million parents throughout the world coping with that I find that um, very grounding in in terms of of your own, um, well, you go through this yeah, self pity, uh, isn't it? Like I did, I was yeah, like, what? It, why it, me? Troubles. I don't deserve this. Well, I I I would be. A, I kept thinking I would be a great mum. To <laughs> I would be a great mum to a neurotypical child. You know, I love painting. I love sport. I love. I have so many interests and I enjoy so many things. And I can't do that with Charlie. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't enjoy him. That oh, was, I, you know, at yeah, the beginning I was like, I don't enjoy him. I don't enjoy this. You, you've got to let go. Um, it's so it's so hard to 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 let go of that idea of um, how you thought things were going to be and who you thought you were going to be. And it sounds so selfish when yeah. I when I say it, but you you've got to go through that in order to be of any use. Uh, because if you if you hold on to that, now I've met people uh, who, who who are still uh, holding on to that, um, and you can't do the job you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after uh, um, uh, I, I'd, I'd uh, been on the opposite end of, of the exercise, I had to be Johnny. So being Johnny for two minutes was uh, it's an experience where I'd not see I'd not thought of because uh, it, it sounds a bit stupid like like you're mimicking him but i've not thought of what it must be like inside johnny be saying what he does and, and doing what he does so i was stimming and and, and saying what he does yeah. uh, and that changed my perception uh, of um uh, of trying to understand him uh, a lot so uh so I, I did that for two minutes and and uh, uh, and then thinking is that you the we must have been there for, I don't know, a, a week or something. But it's it's only certain moments that stay with you. But the moment, the 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 moment of, uh, of the Indian woman uh, doing her child, and the moment of uh, two minutes of me mm-hmm. doing Johnny, stays with me more than anything else that was said yeah. in in that. So we got to the end of the the, the week, and, and basically, <laughs> what they uh, uh, what they tell you is is that you have to you have to be with your child. You have to um, do um, the exercise that they're doing. So uh, if if um, if um, Johnny's sitting and, and wiggling his hands in in a in a way uh, uh, you know stimming uh, yeah. self stimulating, then you have to join in with him as though you you were a member of, of of his gang. Yeah. And then when he looks over and gives you eye contact, because if he, if he's not giving you eye contact, he's not looking over, then there's no point in in talking. But when he does, and one hundred percent of the time, he's going to that that, that that's uh, proven over six years that, 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 that that's, that's going to happen. He's like, oh, you're getting what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then. 
you the idea is that then you add to it and and you form a communication so the communication is very basic at first but but you know the more you get the contact the more you can increase it because you've got to think at the time we were getting no contact and johnny wouldn't want him to be in the same room as you he would bite you if you got near him he would kick you uh he he was uh, he he just wanted to be in his, his own world um now, obviously, we changed his diet. We we made him yeah. uh, uh, gluten free uh, um, and uh, dairy free, and I think that helped. And I always remember giving him something that wasn't gluten free uh, after a few months, and and he sort of spaced out like he was on drugs, and it frightened me to death because yeah. I, I thought, oh my god, this is what he'd be like if 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 he uh, if he has uh, gluten. So so we've kept that up uh, uh, now, and and so he has the best. Uh, diet uh, of, of anybody I've ever come across. But yeah, is this the the white room? Because this is yeah, so, so Charlie's room so, is so, is similar to this. So they said, um, you know, there's no point in you trying to change him. He's not going to change. Yeah. You have to change yourself yeah. and the way that you think. Well, you can change him, but you've got to change yourself first. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, so and they were so, like, take all the pictures off his walls. Yeah. Like he's not the neurotypical kid. He doesn't want posters of like Toy Story yeah. on his walls. Take them all off. Take all his toys out of the room. Only put a few th- sensory toys yeah. and then we can start well, this is our about, work. It's all about concentration. So the idea is if you paint the room white, there's nothing. Uh, the most interesting thing in the room is your face. Right, so so they take everything out, uh, even every toy to start off with. Everything you start with a blank sheet of paper, so the room is a blank sheet of paper. And we even put uh, stuff up at the windows, so he couldn't look out the windows. We put like bubble wrap stuff up, up at the win- windows. Uh, and and the idea is, you go into the room uh, and uh, you take a toy with you, or you take uh, you know a, a bit of Lego, or uh, you just just something that you can interact with, uh, and and you keep it simple. Uh, and the idea being that um, he's in his own world. Uh, you join with him, and 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 uh, and then he looks over, and then you try to introduce the the toy, uh, and you try to interact with the toy, and and uh, and you get communication. Now, the toy is only there uh, uh, to give you um, a little bit more imagination to do the interaction to, to, to that. Um, so Johnny would say uh, things eventually, like he'd say f- five people on a roof, which was from uh, um, Ivor the Invisible. Right. So uh, we would take five toys in and we'd put them on a makeshift roof or we'd draw five toys on a roof or we'd draw six or we'd draw four. Uh, uh, we'd have five uh, um, uh, things on a bus, five things on a... We, we'd try to start from this line that he was saying, uh, uh, five men on a roof, uh, and, and expand it in every which way you could expand it with uh, numbers, with people, with uh, what they were on. Um, and, and just saying, that, right, that's our starting point. He's, he's going to say that. Uh, and then we're going to get him to to think about and say and, and do other things. I can't remember exactly how long it took, but I remember after after a year uh, um, as getting uh, assessed and people came from Sunrise and everything, and I don't think there was any change in Johnny. And when I see you say the word a year, it just sounds so flippant when yeah. it's hour after hour. And it's it's week after week and it's every season. 
and the world's gone on outside and and uh, you know, the television's showing you all these other lives uh, uh, with people snowboarding and bungee jumping and doing all these exciting things and you're in this room trying to coach your child okay. in, in, yeah. in, 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 into this world um and and we 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 carried on doing it, uh, um, and we had some great help. But we, we we had some volunteers that would help us. But strictly speaking, Angela did uh, by far the most, uh, and which is why it's more painful for her to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, and we we've got lots of camcorder stuff of Johnny, uh, and uh, none of us have had the courage to to watch it again. I, I think what came first was he began to trust us uh, in a way that. I mean, he should have trusted us from birth, as you'd think. But he began to trust us in a way that that we were going to cater for his needs, and you know, if if because he's noise intolerant, that we were going to be quiet, uh, and that you know uh, we weren't going to demand too much from him. Um, and uh, so you'd become versed in the in the kind of rules of his world yes yeah, yeah. and and uh, even ju- just little practical things like uh when you talk to him you you, you go below his level his, his height so 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 he can look down so you don't have to look up because looking down is easier than looking up yeah uh, um so just a lot of things that, and of course it's non-threatening if, if you're yeah. if you're below somebody's height so just just a lot of things uh, uh of of uh and and he was you know began he began to enjoy uh, uh the sessions and uh you know we dress up in every costume i remember my sister uh, dressing up in a duck costume uh, and driving because she got this duck costume and driving actually to, to the house from uh, uh, about three or four miles away, you know, and arriving in a duck costume. Uh, um, you know, we, we dress up as everything. Uh, we put you put so much energy in that, in in a way, we sort of um, uh, bludgeoned him with kindness in, into 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 taking part. And uh, uh, and and then once we got that sort of little bit of uh, uh, contact we're, we're building building but it just it was over years mm. uh, and and then we got to a stage where i i i just said we we've uh, we, we can't spend his life in this in this room we've got to do everything we're doing but not in the room basically everything that we've we learned through that process we still do to this day um except uh, we obviously we don't um try to teach johnny 24 hours a day because um that would be hell for him mm-hmm. uh, so we we just try and be his friend uh, uh um you know uh, and then when there's an opportunity to get him to um uh, engage a bit more to interact uh, we, we use those techniques to, to yeah. do that and um, so a few lines in your book really helped me actually um one line i think from angelo said um you know this isn't happening to me this is happening to johnny yes um, which i've never thought of before but i was like oh my god like, yeah. okay, it really made me understand you know it kind of that really enlightened me. And another line from you where you said, um, which I've been pretending it's my line from now, I've been saying oh, yeah. to loads of people, yeah. <laughs> You're very like, welcome. Um, where you said you must, you must assume a level of understanding, even if you're not getting the 
the look of someone who's understanding. Yes. They're not maybe nodding or looking at, but they are listening and they probably, and imagine if you could understand every single thing someone said to you, but because you can't communicate that you understand, they talk about you like you're not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I just think it's a, a best way to go. But I got that from reading uh, The Reason I Jump, oh, but yeah. also seeing a documentary about the Japanese uh, lad because I saw this documentary and, and, uh, when you see him, uh, he he, uh, he stims uh, and jumps up and down, and uh, and you wouldn't think he had the sensitivity that he shows in his, in his writing, and and therefore it, it was just a stark example where you think, oh my god, if I was talking to him like uh, he didn't understand, how horrible for him must it be? And the, the thing that he says in in the book that really. Um, uh, really touched me was um, he said that his main fear was disappointing people. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I, I I really took that. So with, with Johnny, what we do, and I did it this yesterday uh, uh, to him, uh, if, he, if he is um, not happy in some way, uh, um, I'll, I'll talk to him and I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, just you can tell me if there's anything. If there's something you want to stop or you put something that you want, if you're too hot or you're too cold or uh, you don't like this or you don't. And I'll, I'll talk it through as, as, as though he understands perfectly, um, but very calmly in the hope that it, it would help him next time he's frustrated to, to be able to either find some way of communicating or at least know that I know that he's trying to communicate. Mm. Um, because, because if you don't, if you don't, if, if you don't have those conversations, um, then how, how's he going to know that, yeah. that, that, that you have a thought process on it? And, and that, that, you know, glorious thing of them completely living in the present. And that's what's, you know, even though I'm only like a year and a bit into my journey, that's something that I've really, and you know that's a blessing. I'm, I'm trying to do it because I was thinking the other day. Absolute if you blessing. live in the past and you only live in the future, then you're never really living at all. Do, do you know uh, I, I, it, it's so fundamental, and yet, and certainly working in television, um, everybody I've come across is racing to catch up with themselves. Right? There's this uh, this idea that they should be more successful than they are and therefore they have to work that much harder to become this more successful person yeah. that that they've not reached at this point in time. So you're all the while um, projecting this idea into the future. And, and I, I have this thing, where, when, wherever I go, I think it's probably an animal thing where where I, I check the parameters of everywhere. So you go to a place and I, I'll check the, the parameters and I'm like a meerkat looking for danger. So, uh, you know, I'll see, um, you know, uh, there's no plumbing problems, there's no electric problems, there's no sharp edges, there's no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm all the while doing that, and I'm all the while thinking, that mistake I made yesterday, um, I'm not going to bet that today, because the mistake I made yesterday was, uh, I, I assume this person said this when actually they, they said that. So, so I'm, I'm doing this thing in my mind where I'm, I'm looking at, the problems of the future and I'm looking at the problems in the past whereas when I'm in a room with Johnny I'm in a room with Johnny yeah. and, and we're, we're just we're you know especially when we go on a beach if we go on a beach uh, it's the most blissful uh, yeah. moment of, of my Charlie life because I'm, I'm walking along uh, the beach and there's no point in uh, uh, worrying about the future and worrying about the past it's what you say you're living now yeah. and 
and you you can enjoy now and i don't even know if 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 i, I could tell people for 100 years and whether they get it it's just something yeah. you have to do it's like i'll be sitting in a room with charlie and before i'd be like you know say a say b say and obsessing yeah, about yeah. The future yeah, and what he couldn't do, and yeah, trying to teach. And now it sounds really corny to say, but I'll like just smell his hair or something and be like, oh, his hair smells so nice. Yeah. Oh, the feeling of my skin against his arm is yeah. so nice. Oh, he looks up into my eyes, you know, and I'm really there. Yeah, we'll sit on that settee over there, uh, and I'll sit, uh, I'll sit next to him, uh, and uh, within five minutes, he'll put his arm around me. Uh, and we won't just say a word yeah, so sweet. Uh, and uh, and we're, we're watching some rubbish on the telly uh, uh, and uh, I think do you know uh, you can have any award ceremony in the world uh, and I'd sooner be sat on that settee yeah. watching that rubbish on the telly with uh, Johnny's arm around me simply <laughs> <laughs> So, so for me, Charlie doesn't answer the why questions. I don't try no, the why no. questions anymore. I don't try the how are you feeling questions. No. He he has some words. He has phrases that he says that I now know what they mean. Um, we're learning together to. I'm kind of cracking his code, as it were, what he's trying to communicate to me. But in your book, you say there was one time when you're walking along the beach and Johnny actually said something that about the calf. Yes, yeah, that yeah. was completely not. Just from him, yes, completely. Yeah, he's done. He's done a couple of times uh, uh, now, um, where he's volunteered something without it being, being instigated. Prompted, but, yeah. but it is a, it is a, it is a big thing. And we, we had a, we had a, an amazing incident in in the car uh, just a couple of weeks ago, where um, uh, where we're in the car and uh, um, Angie's driving. Johnny's sat next to him because he's a big lad, so he has to sit in the front. And I'm sat in the back, which is like a skip. Uh, and uh, Johnny got a mint uh, and, and he put a mint in his mouth and then he got a mint and he said, Mum. And then he got a mint and he said to me, Dad. Now, in 20 years, he's never addressed us as Mum and Dad. But now he has. And, and it's lovely that, that, that he surprises now. Obviously, he's, he's, he's heard the word mum and, and, and uh, you know, has, heard, has used it, uh, but he's never addressed to us yeah and also giving you something like offering yeah, you yeah, without, uh, being asked, without yeah. being asked uh, uh, so there's uh, now obviously it's modeled behavior that that uh, he'll have heard the word mob and he'll, he'll have seen that yeah. but that's, that's how all, we all we all do it yeah. so I, I think i think you can be constantly surprised um so what are his little what are his phrases um if you don't mind me asking because because oh, I didn't know anyone else went through this like I do. Because, oh, loads of phrases. And, and uh, yeah. when, he, when he was younger, <laughs> I, I thought these phrases would never end. Uh, and the one that uh, um, uh, just, uh, sticks in my mind because it was so weird was uh, escalator tomato. Uh, which uh, what you know, does it mean? Uh, I have no idea what it means. Uh, um, uh, a tissue golf uh, was another one, but he would say them constantly. Uh, and and there were there were phrases that, that were from that that did come from uh, TV and uh, films and yeah. radio that he would say, uh, and you'd never think they would end. And then all of a sudden they would end, and it would be another phrase, or it, it would you know he wouldn't have a phrase for a but while. If he was really like, if but Charlie's... now, uh, well it, uh, now. It, he, he, he'll um, if he's agitated, he'll say something like "white light," "white light." Uh, um, uh, so there are phrases where we know it accompanies. Uh, 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 a, feeling. A, a feeling, yeah. Um, so Charlie's is uh, cup yeah. of tea if he's angry. Oh, cup yeah. of tea, yeah. 
Ariel and then to infinity and beyond if he's happy. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Johnny, when he's happy, he'll say Stuart Corth, which is quite weird because that's, that- that's the man. That's the man who uh, does uh, uh, osteopathy on it on his head. So so he'll be running along uh, the um, uh, the golf course, uh, uh, shouting Stuart Corth, Stuart Corth. <laughs> Um, so we're going to go on to um, a part of Johnny's life now, which I found absolutely fascinating and um, didn't actually know about until I'd read the book. Yeah. And we actually are sitting in your living room now, surrounded by incredible pieces of art. I love them. Yeah. I, they're just... Now, I should, I should say that... The, the, uh, Can you I, talk, talk to me about that? Yeah. Um, they're, I think they're very joyous piece of art, but they're not... Uh, we're not talking. He's not a savant. He's, he's, he's just enthusiastic and he's just engaged with, with art. Uh, I, I don't think uh, um, I, for me, I, I can't see that the you know they're, they're not technically brilliant or the perspective is not you know um, uh, sort of uh, that of a classically trained uh, painter. They're, they're just they're just um, uh, almost like um, uh, sort of later Picasso sort of. Uh, mm. um, a joyous childlike uh, uh, drawing. Uh, uh, however, uh, um, I've met several artists um, who tell me that there's stuff going on that is instinctively very good with them in terms of uh, use of colour, in terms of uh, the uh the perspective and focus and and the uh the the shapes and and designs of them uh and so not knowing anything you have to trust people who, who do know uh, it's great that that he's got that he's got something that he enjoys doing but it goes back to yeah, when, uh, when he when he was stop? a kid of us trying everything so so we we, we tried uh, um uh, gardening and and he still does a bit of uh, work on farms and a bit of gardening with his his granddad uh, we tried uh, working with horses which he, he still does and which we, we tried uh, um, every form of uh, animal thing and uh, um we tried uh, our swimming which he he does um we we, uh, we basically tried you can mind you every activity you could try music he still does a bit of uh, music we have a, a chap come um everything you could possibly think of that would engage you in this world we gave a go and then what we did was we saw what he picked up on and then we tried to persevere but as as angela always says um even sometimes she would try him with something and he wouldn't like it at first but she'd persevere a little bit and then once he got his confidence he'd like it and I, I think uh, um, painting was one of those things where um, we were trying everything and she tried that and she stuck with it a little bit and then he started requesting it and that's a big deal when Johnny requests something. So now, when he'll come in, he'll, he'll say at certain points, he'll say uh, hills and trees, which is one of the things he likes to paint, or uh, um, uh, a villa, which is uh, one of the things he likes to paint, or man, and, and he'll paint uh, man. And, and, and uh, he'll make the decision. 
he'll uh, um, uh, you know instigate the, the thing and uh, so we've set up um, a little uh, studio space a room with uh, paints in it uh, and and uh, he goes in there and he, he doesn't want us involved it, we, you know we don't get to choose anything he chooses all the colours yeah. he chooses what he paints and he says uh, he kind of laughs and sometimes yeah, you can hear and him talking to himself and he laughs and, and he, he sings and he shouts and, 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 and uh, we've filmed him a few times and they're, they're up on uh, our by Johnny uh, on on his um, uh, Facebook page, and um, and he enjoys it and and he seeks it out. Um, so uh, as we were getting quite a lot uh, of it, uh, we we thought, well, uh, we, we've we've got um, quite a lot of it. Uh, um, we didn't know what to do with it, and then um, he goes to a a, a regular group at. Um, at the phoenix in in brighton and um they i think there's about a dozen of them go there they're not all in the same room at the same time they're over the week there's there's about a dozen and they said um we're thinking of putting an exhibition on with all the different people and we said oh that would be great because we've got so many uh, canvases i mean we must have i've heard something like 200 uh, paintings that he's done all around the house as you, as you can see you can't there's not a bit of wall space that they get. so we said oh it'd be great for for johnny to to that so um so they came uh to to look at it and and they said um would like johnny to have his own exhibition uh and now he's only 20 years old so the idea of having it's the biggest uh, exhibition space in in um in brighton so to have a, an exhibition um, it was gobsmacking the, the, the idea of uh, you know my my son who people are writing off saying because because the the when when Johnny was a kid nobody would say um, that he was capable of doing anything he's undersold all the time mm. nobody would say uh, he, he would even change there, there was there, the, 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 the nobody would put themselves out on a limb to say that there would be any advancement so so you 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 walk into this blank of johnny's always going to be like this this is him at uh, at three and it's always going to be like this and of course he's changed all the time yeah. and and uh, he'll always be autistic and he'll always uh, live at home and he'll probably never have a a girlfriend and he'll probably never have a, a have a job but he's changed so much year after year and they're just little advances in what he's capable of um so did you the, ever think like someone said to you like when he was five he's going to have an exhibition well, of his work and, in the biggest exhibition space and and uh, so they put up, put up this exhibition uh, and um and we we put some some of uh, events on with uh, um uh, for you know, sort of um people like uh, ross blackburn came and, and spoke who's uh, a brilliant speaker uh, who's autistic and uh they said to us at the end, it was the most well-attended exhibition they'd ever had. And the, the best bit was um, that on the opening night, uh, we've got about 120 people in the room. Uh, and jo we, uh, Johnny uh, was wearing his smart clothes. And I was in the foyer selling uh, Johnny's book. He's got a little book, uh, Art by Johnny, and I was selling that and selling some prints and everything. And I could hear him. I, I, and I thought, oh, how, how, how can I hear Johnny? That, that's bonkers. So I went into the main room uh, where all the pictures are on where there was 120 people, and he was talking into the microphone. 
This is somebody who wouldn't be in the same room as you. This is somebody that, that wouldn't volunteer, that wasn't part of this world. And he was saying, hello, 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 into the microphone. So, so I, w I walked up to him and I, and I said to him, uh, uh, Johnny, uh, you know, all these people have come to see your your exhibition uh, what what do you say? And he says he says thank you. And I, I said, uh, what, what do you think of the exhibition? And he says, is it good? So he says, is it good? Because uh, it's either is it good or is it bad, right? And so rather than just say good or bad, he says, is it? I said, is, is it good? Uh, and and uh, it was lovely. I was having a little uh, chat with him in front of you know, down the microphone in yeah. front of uh, um, all these people. And uh, uh, when we'd uh, finished he, he turned and and uh, um, a very good photographer took a picture of him smiling with um, with his artwork behind him and, and all these people behind him and I've got to say that photograph is it's a treasure that, that we've got captured that moment where um, from being diagnosed to this such a such a journey um and to see his confidence yeah and his sense of self and and his personality because this is a weird thing when when uh, when you're told your child's autistic it's almost like you're saying there's no personality it's just autism yeah yeah and it's hard, I mean? and sometimes it's hard to because i because i don't know what charlie likes I, I don't really know what he thinks about but, but, or how but he thinks it, it, uh, all children and all people have a personality yeah. and whether they're autistic or whether whatever uh, um, else they've got yeah uh, and and it's just it's just drawing it out yeah. uh, and 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 uh, um getting them to be confident and what and gave so, me a lot of comfort in the book when i read it was that he Obviously, you were saying he does get enjoyment that other people are enjoying and he loves it when he oh, sees his yeah. stuff on the walls and he really does get... And it's like, that's the point, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the joy in life, that you do something and you put it out there and people enjoy it and he, you feel that. Yeah, he is... He, he, I mean, I say six foot three, he, he's so light on his feet when when people are talking about his... Uh, he, he, it's like he rises another two inches. Yeah. We were down Ovindine uh, Beach uh, the other day and we were walking along and uh, so Angie's written a film, uh, you know, Snowcake, oh, and, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, and she's been... Uh, uh, done some publicity and stuff and you know and I've, I've done a, a fair few bits on television and whatever and we're walking along and this woman walks towards us and she's like catching his eye so I'm thinking oh she's obviously recognised uh, either myself or Ange and she just went straight up to Johnny and said I loved your exhibition he's got a fan which is great. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, uh, for, for me, the, the, you know, uh, the, this, I think, I think if you hadn't been autistic, that, that, that would still have been brilliant, but there's just some, the work that's gone in and the, yeah. the, 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 the pain he's been through to, yeah. to get to that point uh, uh, is gorgeous. So as, as to what happens uh, uh, next and, and how we, uh, um, where we go from here, and uh, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, but um, I say that that little moment in the car the other day with 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 the mint, just you know, if, if we got a few more little breakthroughs like that, yeah. uh, they're all great. Yeah, and I have to say that um, you and Angela are massive inspiration to me, and your book gave me so much 
comfort and I cried and I didn't feel as alone and thank you so much and the last question I actually wanted to ask you was when um, you tell people that your son is autistic what would you want their reaction to be? Um, I I would hope now after 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 all these years that people would know more about autism already before I uh, before I speak to them that the as a culture we've we've become a little bit more sophisticated than um the one or two examples because the, the more examples there are out there um the more they can understand the complexity of you know, what's called a spectrum but do you know it's a spectrum in every direction in in the you know the 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 the, the abilities of us all are, are iron low at uh, various points um um but also that um there's a sort of um a positivity uh, about the fact that we as a community uh, are going to embrace it uh, that that it's that it's just another flavor of our uh, uh, of our salad if you like that that we you know we got so many different things and you know i i look at uh, you know i was listening to a radio this morning about um uh, there's some uh, blind people on the radio talking about how lonely it can be being blind mm-hmm. that we've got uh, such a mixture of uh, of um life uh, um, experience that this ideal of somebody being born with absolutely no problems and going through their life with absolutely no problems um, that must be very rare and very boring made in Chelsea (laughs) yeah it must must be very (laughs) rare and very boring but there's something about overcoming challenges whatever they may be that the links us all together yeah. uh, and I, I think obviously the challenges um uh, that uh, a lot of uh, autistic people um uh, have to overcome uh, and and their uh, families and uh, you know the sort of people that surround them um it must make us a better community friends we've come to the end of series one of autism and us the podcast but we will be back for series two in january 2019 i'd like to thank you all for listening and i hope you'll join me again next year i'd also like to thank my family and friends who have supported me throughout this whole process and kit without his friendship and technical abilities this podcast would never have been possible and last but not least i'd like to thank my charlie boy who is the light in every dark place. See you next year, and thank you so much. For more information about autism, please visit the National Autistic Society website on autism.org.uk. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, maybe even write a little review, and rate us.